welcome to Creative Piecemeal Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm your host, Tammy Takeishi. Join me for compelling conversations with artists, actors, authors, musicians, and other creatives about the impact of the creative and fine arts in their lives and our ever-changing world. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Creative Piecemeal Podcast. I'm super excited to have Jennifer Ball of Not Your Average Events back with us today for her second appearance on the podcast. But before we jump into that, a little bit of housekeeping. The podcast merch site, Redbubble site, will be updated with some new merchandise soon. And there will also be a new way to contribute and support to the podcast through the Buzzsprout official website soon. So if you're liking the podcast and you want to donate to the cause, you're always welcome to do so. Take a look out. Also, anyone who's an avid reader, we have the new podcast reading list up. Links in the show notes. And that will be updated annually. So lots of really great books on there. So back to Jennifer. Jennifer Ball is the owner of Not Your Average Events. And she's also a contributor to a wedding planning book entitled Planners Unplugged. She is an adjunct professor at both High Point University and ACC. And she is known as the Coordinating Ninja. She thrives in creating unique guest experiences through her clients' life stories, whether transforming an airplane hangar, including a flyover for a celebration of life, to rocking a full dance floor at a birthday party. She loves adding a little touch of magic to each and every event that her team produces. Her weddings have been published in several local and national wedding magazines and blogs, and it is absolutely a delight to have you back on the show for a second time. I'm really excited to just kind of chat, catch up and uh, see what the, you know, the new year has among us. Yeah. Yeah. So you've of course had a very busy 2022 with lots of events, any funny or inspiring stories that you'd like to share before we get into other questions? Yeah. I mean, I will tell you for the industry in general, uh, 2022 was one for the books mainly because you know, we were still kind of making up for the last two years. So 2020, 2021 and 2022 kind of somewhat merged. We had our final COVID pandemic um, couple get married during 2022, which was phenomenal uh, to finally get all of those uh, couples off of our books that have been kind of hanging out with us. I mean, it was great. I got to really get to know some of my couples on a whole nother level because I will tell you, you don't learn people until you live through a pandemic with someone. You know, we just, I mean, I will say the, the events we got to put on last year were incredible. We were able to travel out the country for a couple destination weddings. We were local for some. Uh, we got to go, of course, diving in a couple um, new locations that we haven't gotten to dive yet. Um, and so that was fun to discover some new resorts that just opened up last year with our sandals pro- um, process, because not only am I an event planner, but I also do uh, travel down to the Caribbean. So I am definitely a Jill of all trades, and we definitely were definitely busy last year, to say the least. 
what sort of trends do you see moving into the new year in terms of weddings, whether it's colors or types of venues or themes or anything like that? You know, the, the color, um, it really just speaks to, to the couples. I mean, we're seeing a lot of still very uh, neutral colors, a lot of greenery, a lot of um, natural uh, elements when it comes to like those woods and, you know, they're loving lanterns and centerpieces. Candlelight is huge right now. Uplighting. I'm seeing a lot of couples really splurge and doing some really magnificent uplighting um, within their rooms. Um, and they're all wanting to do some kind of wow factor. We had an event in December. Originally, it was a fundraiser, which turned into a massive gala. And when I say overstimulating by the amount of activities and experience they had from the moment they were immersed, because that's kind of the topic was immerse yourself in art. I mean, we had so many, we had stilt walkers, we had you know, all of these characters in full-blown massive costumes, um, you know, statues. We had mirror ball statues. Um, there was some live painting um, going on, uh, live musicians, MC. I mean, you name it, we had it at this four-hour event. It was absolutely stunning, and we loved every minute of it. That sounds really exciting, though. Definitely, I'm seeing that happen more and more as people are wanting an experience and they're wanting their guests to enjoy that time and almost make them feel like they can forget about what's going on in the out, outside world um, and just kind of live in that moment and really just immerse themselves in that experience instead of having to worry about their woes, you know, that's going on in everyday life because the last three years was hard and we're just ready to, you know, put that behind us. Um, my word this year was uh, resilient uh, because I feel like that was me really coming back um, so strong um, from the last three years. I felt like I handled COVID very well with my clients and uh, with my dad's death last year. It was one of those big pivotal moments in my personal life that I had to take some time and take some steps back to make sure I was, you know, pouring into my cup and making sure that I was good. Um, before I was pouring into others. And so this year it's all about that bounce back and really almost, I'm using it like a slingshot. You know, the you almost got to rev it back and almost kind of gear up where you're going to go and aim and just let it go. And so you've got to do that little bit of planning. So right now we're in that planning stage as to we're ready to shoot fire and just, oh my goodness, be ready. Because when it goes off, it's going to be incredible. And I hope you're a part of it. Do you tend to have busier times of the year? Like I know Valentine's is just around the corner. Are you just going to get slammed with stuff? Well, thank goodness I am not a florist. So I do not have to have what we like to call the Super Bowl of the, the you know, of the flower world. Uh, we do have a wedding uh, a couple of days after uh, Valentine's Day this year, which is exciting. Usually our winners are a little quiet, but we actually have one next weekend um, on the 28th of January. We've got another one in, um, you know, coming up in February. We've got another one in April. So we've got them trickling. But once we hit June, it's wide open from June until October. I mean, and some dates are so hot. We have like three events on one day. So I've got teams going out all over the country um, some of these dates. So for the listeners who haven't had a chance to listen to your first part one yet, can you talk a little bit about how you got into running Not Your average events and doing wedding and event planning? 
Honestly, I stumbled upon it. I would have never thought in a million years I would have been an event planner. I originally went to college to be an elementary school teacher, which is now kind of full circle because now I teach the class that changed my life um, at UNCG because I also um, have been teaching there for 10 years. So I really had the pleasure of really just learning the business. Um, when uh, my first marriage didn't work out, I came back. The venue wanted to hire me right during my wedding. And I was like, well, if couple hours away. That's not going to really work out. But when obviously things didn't work out between the two of us, I came back and was like, well, I need a job. And if you're hiring, I will take it. And lo and behold, they hired me as a site manager. And I was there for 10 years. We went from a handful of events to about 45 a year. Um, and that's not bad for a venue that was only open March until November because we were only allowed to be in those months that could handle um, outdoors because it was a fully outdoor event here in North Carolina. But yeah, that just was the, the door, the keyhole, I'd say, for the door opening uh, for my career. In 2018, I joined, um, well, 20, I guess it was 2012, I joined a group called the Association of Bridal Consultants, and they were partnered with Sandals and and beaches resorts and so what other better way than to help my couples already help them with either a destination wedding since I was a destination bride and also help those with honeymoons anniversary trips or just family getaways so now I got to connect to my clients even longer than I would just down the aisle I got to extend and really you know expand my my relationship with them for a longer longevity but really in 2018, becoming a master planner. So now I am one of 56 master wedding planners in the entire world. It really allows me to give back to the community um, that gave me so much. So now being able to teach at a couple of different universities and you know consult and coach some of those other planners that are coming up or vendors, it's you know, it's full circle. And I would have never guessed in a million years. I pinch myself daily that I get to do all the things I get to do. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you have to stay on top of things and be organized, but it also sounds like it's a really fun job that you get to experience a lot of things most people don't always get to. Oh, I mean, organization. People ask me all the time, how do you do everything you do? Because I'm very old school. Like I'm very paper, pen to paper. I don't have a lot of, currently I do not have a lot of automated systems in my company. It's been me. I've been one man band, but we're in the process of automating a few things to see how that works out. I may, I may regress and go right back to my old school ways um, just because we, you know, the system works so well for us. And we love that personal touch of not having blank emails go out that just sound like something that was kind of made for everyone. So I personalize every email, you know, I call every client, every client is my client currently. Um, so I am their full planner. I may not be their day of coordinator because obviously I can't be in three countries at one time. I definitely can, um, you know, send them my best for the day of, but they'll get my mind for the planning. part. So the planning aspect definitely is something you have to be prepared for, you know, looking at your calendar, making sure everything's set, making sure you have plenty of time for you. That's the biggest thing that I think I took away the last three years is you've got to take care of you. That self-care aspect is so big and you've got to set those boundaries for your clients, for your family, your friends, and even for yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, self-care is so important. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because it looks different for every person. And it's it's sometimes harder to enforce self-care than than it seems, you know, especially when you're passionate about what you do. If you've been feeling burned out, stressed, overwhelmed or exhausted, the 
resources, and courses at the Self-Care Institute are here to support you. The Self-Care Institute was founded by Dr. Ami Kunimura and provides support for individuals and organizations with burnout prevention, burnout recovery, and stress management. I've personally taken a few of these courses and found them to be super helpful, both professionally and personally. The care you give yourself matters just as much as the care you give to others. But if self-care is difficult for you, you're not alone. And the Self-Care Institute is here to support your well-being, resilience, and sense of fulfillment at work and at home. For more information, visit selfcareinstitute.com or go to the show notes and click on the link. I mean, my job doesn't feel like it's work, you know, because I mean, there are stressful times. Don't get me wrong. It is the fifth most stressful job in the entire world. But I feel like the day of the event, it's almost like I am the conductor of an orchestra. I've already done all the work. I put all the music in beautiful sheets of music. Now it's just time to listen to it and fill it all together. But, you know, it's those days are great, but you still have to be like, okay, those days are exhausting. So the day after, let's plan to just have some downtime. Let's, you know, cuddle with the puppies. Let's, you know, have some time with family and friends. So you really just got it's equal. It's it's really a work life balance um, to really negotiate your time. You only have 24 hours in a day. We all have the same 24 hours. It's how are you using your 24 hours wisely? And are you wasting them? Are you, you know, oversaturating them? Or are you really looking at it and saying, okay, I need to make sure I'm having this much time to sleep, to rest, to, you know, be active, um, you know, get my workout in, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy in your heart, you know, smile, you know, make sure you're making time for that too. And speaking of self-care, I know that you do diving. Um, this is obviously not quite on topic of of weddings and event plannings, but what is one of your favorite sites that you've dived? And what's one of your favorite sites that you'd like to go where you haven't been? So I just got back from Carousel. Um, they're top five diving in the world. Absolutely amazing. I would definitely say it's, I have three places that are my favorite. St. Lucia, Carousel, and Turks, all for different reasons. Um, St. Lucia has this flight called the Superman flight. It's a drift dive and you literally just, you get in this current and it slingshots you around this entire gorgeous reef that is just so, col- it's one of the most colorful reefs I've ever seen. And it's so vivid with life. And you, I mean, it's just, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, swimming with the sharks and Turks and Caicos was probably one of the coolest things I've done. Um, I definitely would never have thought in a million years I'd be comfortable with that, but I definitely did it. And then of course, Curacao, I mean, anytime I go swim with turtles, um, you've, you've had me at, um, let's go swim with turtles. So, I mean, absolutely some beautiful places out there. I would love to go to like Belize. Um, that would be, I think a beautiful place to go. Um, Aruba, I heard is great. And I really, really want to kind of do some maybe overseas. So maybe even like the, 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 um, the Red Sea, um, you know, maybe some of those, I don't know, something in that really like out of my element of uh, normal Caribbean wear, but definitely um, would be something I think would be really unique to be able to be a part of for sure. Nice. How, how did you get into diving as a hobby? I love 2020. I mean, you just picked up random hobbies in 2020, right? I mean, and I think that could be the most random hobby you could do is when everybody else didn't want to breathe. I'm learning how to breathe underwater. Um, and being one of my best friends, um, we're playing around on Zoom one day. And her husband kind of joked and was like, 
well, if you can't go back to wedding planner, um, the golf club house needs um, someone to go like get golf balls out of the lake. You can just learn to scuba dive. And I was like, I want to learn to scuba dive. And she was like, well, me too. Next thing you know, we were looking up how to scuba dive. And I had some days because obviously one of my trips got canceled with um, with COVID. And I was like, well, do you want to go down to Jamaica and learn to scuba dive? I've got a free trip. You want to go? And she was like, um, you had me at let's go to scuba dive in Jamaica. I mean, neither one of us had weddings because everything was shut down. So we literally flew down to Jamaica, learned how to scuba dive. And that was almost, you know, two, two and a half years ago. And it was by far one of the best experiences. I think I'm like around 60 some dives at this point, um, which is pretty incredible for that short amount of distance and short amount of time. But anytime I can get down there with a destination wedding, I kind of extend a day or two just so I can dive. Um, I mean, it's just, it's my zen it is the best way to really just leave everything on top of the water. And I mean, no one can text me. No one can call me. Only person that can get a hold of me is my dive buddy who's like, you know, pointing something out that's really cool. So, other than that, it's just my zen. And being able to blow bubbles is what I call it is a great day for sure. That sounds so exciting. Would you ever do anything that adventurous on top of the water? Like, parasailing or jet skiing or um you know diving out of a airplane um i don't think i could skydive um however i did cliff dive um when i or i jumped off of a cliff uh when i was in carousel and i'm scared of heights so that was a big conquer my fear the next big thing i am doing is i'm actually headed to antarctica in a few weeks so um i am going across the world's most dangerous passage drake's passage um on a very small boat um to get to antarctica and where i will do the polar plunge that's exciting yes i became this somewhat little daredevil that i never thought existed but i think you know having my mom pass away in 2020 from heart failure and my dad unfortunately was killed last year it just reminded me life is short and conquer your fears, you know, it's mine over conquer, um, you know, over courage. And you just literally just do it. Um, you truly just figure out what is overtaking your, your thoughts and mine never mattered. You can do it. I mean, you truly can put your mind to it. Yeah. It sounds like the last few years have really sort of shifted your perspective a little bit. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, 2020 made me very transparent with my clients um, and with my friends. I know with social media, it tends to be smoke and mirrors. And it's supposed to, you're, you know, most people try to only put up the perfectionist of what they're um, feeling or what they're going through. And I was wrong. I mean, I was posting pretty much step by step of how, what was going on with my mom, mainly because I wanted to let people know, you know, what was going on uh, because, they couldn't come see me. I couldn't go see them. I, I was, you know, in a hospital room with her uh, for several months. And thank goodness with COVID, I didn't have any weddings. So I could be by her side. And then, of course, with my dad's situation, you know, when someone's taken from you and you're not expecting it, I think it's one of those things that you have to deal with it in so many different ways and so many different aspects. And being an only child um, and an heir to everything because he didn't have, a, you know, he didn't have a significant other or anyone. So it was just me handling his business, you know, so I'm handling my business woes coming out of a pandemic, his business woes coming out of a pandemic, um, you know, everything of his affairs and all of his, you know, estate issues. It was one of those things that I truly 
um, leaned on several people that I could trust and really took, I want to say, inventory of what was most important in my life. And I think when you do that, you realize just how precious life is and you make time for you. You make time for those that are important to you and the rest will, will fall suit as it should. Yeah. Events like that are always really life-changing, um, even if it's in just the smallest ways. I'm curious, has has what's happened to you and, you know, you've you've been resilient and you've come out the other side. Has that sort of changed your perspective on on how you do business at all? Do you find do you find that it changes things when you work with clients who maybe have have lost a parent, you know, things like that? Oh, connecting with them on another level. Um, you know, it was, you know, this past year I had one client. I remember when she sat down in my office and we started talking and she, you know, she started getting a little upset. And again, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to hold my life together because I know all the crap I've just went through. And I remember chatting with her and she was like, yeah. And she just starts breaking down on my couch about how she's upset her dad couldn't be there. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, well, tell me, you know, at that point, we weren't planning a wedding anymore. At that point, I'm, you know, basically just consoling her and, you know, comforting her in that moment. And I remember her telling me that her dad had passed on uh, March 23rd. And I was like, my dad was killed March 22nd within hours. Like hers was late. Hers was early the 23rd that morning. My dad was like, a, you know, late, like almost at midnight. And so it was like, we had this moment to talk and I was like, you know, they probably walked up to the pearly gates together, you know? So we had this whole entire bond that was just a whole other level. And I knew right there, it was something bigger than me that was putting us together to help her get through this. So, so she could have her wedding day um, without her dad walking her down the aisle. But I could also kind of console her and say, Hey, these are ways that you can honor him. This is ways. And that was almost kind of ways that I could, I would honor my dad. Um, if I was getting married. So I really make sure to look in any of those experiences now when I'm planning an event and, you know, say, hey, if your parents aren't speaking to each other, this is one day that you just bury the hatchet and, you know, you still take a picture with everybody because you're not going to guarantee the following day that everybody's going to be together. This is going to be the one day that all of those guests are going to be in one room at one time. So, you know, splurge on a videographer, a photographer, take those extra five minutes of photos, get video clips of whomever you can talking and, and sharing little tips and, and trades because you never know what's going to happen. And these might be the last few moments. I mean, a couple of years ago, I remember I had a grandmother who passed away right after a wedding and they hadn't had a videographer, but they happened to be doing a flash mob and the grandmother was a part of it. And I happened to have a GoPro. So I, of course, video, <laughs> I videotaped it because it was awesome. And I remember the mother calling me up and almost sobbing, you know, saying, unfortunately, my mom passed away unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago. And it dawned on me that you have the only video of the flash mob. Is there any way I can get that footage? And I quickly downloaded it and sent it to her. And so, you know, it's just those moments that are so precious that I would definitely say anyone that's listening is, you know, call your mom, call your dad, call your best friend. Um, have those extra moments because you don't know when those are going to happen and you don't know when it's going to be the last moment, but it does affect the way you kind of handle your business. Because again, I now have a lot stronger boundaries. So if it sounds horrible, but if someone's not going to die today, if I don't finish a to-do list, 
I'm going to stop and go, you know, watch a movie with my best friend when she calls me and says, hey, let's go watch the newest whatever. Um, you know, if I feel like I need a moment to go garden, I'm going to look at my to-do list and be like, okay, if I, if, all right, I've done everything I have to do today. Like, all right, I've gotten that sale for that client. I've called that vendor. I've sent up that schedule. The next three things were just stuff that I could just work on anytime. And it's not going to be a make it or break it. I'm going to take time for me more than ever now. Um, and in the past, I would have killed myself trying to stay up to three, four o'clock in the morning to get those to-do lists done. My clients aren't going to listen to, aren't going to read my email at three o'clock in the morning. They're asleep. They'll get it at 10 o'clock tomorrow. So, or even if they do get at three o'clock, I'm not going to respond to them. So, you know, I think you have to, you know, really just start taking time for you. I think that's the biggest thing I think I've learned over the last couple of years for sure. And that's excellent advice that carries over to so many aspects, especially even for the people whose wedding or event that's being planned, you know, because people can get really into it and, you know, they're they're taking up so much of their time with the planning or maybe worrying about the planning, even if they have a an event planner and realizing like, hey, step back. And because when you get to the, the day, you want to be able to enjoy it. And that's probably the biggest thing, too, is. You know, I had, I remember I just had a photographer friend post on her social media and I don't know if she has a plan or not. I'm, I'm assuming she should, because I mean, she's in the business. She kind of knows the deal, but unfortunately us that are professionals, we're our worst critics and we're also the worst at doing whatever we're doing. It's kind of like, you know, a plumber doesn't want to work on his own pipes. Um, you know, a mechanic doesn't work on his own car. Um, and that's kind of the same thing for us. But I remember she posted that she was so stressed out and overwhelmed by the planning and I just messaged her in the, you know, the group chat that was going on. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you what I tell my clients. First, breathe. Two, stop sweating the small stuff. At the end of the day, you're still going to be married. Honestly, unless you don't have that piece of paper signed, you're married. Everything else will just be magic and memories. And, you know, just let, just trust the process and let it happen. You know, talk to your, you know, your professionals and really just pour your heart out to them vent, get it out, brain dump, whatever you need to do. So that way you can rest and be at peace. If you bring in a professional, we're here to help you. So allow us to use the skills that we do so well um, to do just that. I mean, I'm not a master at podcasts, hence why you're the one leading the podcast. You know, so it's the same thing, same, you know, line with any service. If there's something that you're not comfortable physically doing yourself, that extra Fifty, hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever. What is your stress worth? What is your mental state worth? Because at the end of the day, you're only given one day. You're only given one temple. You're only given one life. Don't don't sweat the small stuff. Just mm -hmm. live it. What advice would you have for someone wanting to get into the event planning business? Run! Don't do it! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, seriously, um, it is a, I mean, I love what I get to do week out. Um, I mean, it's just, it's incredible being a part and being trusted. I mean, next to someone giving birth, I'm literally their next biggest memory in their life. Let's be real. I, I'm just honored that so many couples trust me um, with the behind the scenes magic that they you know, pour into our company um, and just allow us to do what we get to do. So I personally love being able to um, offer those, you know, pieces of the puzzle 
and take that stress off of them so they can just relax and be a guest on their wedding day. Um, if you're looking to get in this business, I would say join an association, get certified, be hungry and thirsty for all the knowledge and, you know, constantly learn your skill, hone in on it, shadow other planners or other vendors, just so you can learn the different tricks of the trade. Um, and just have fun with it. Honestly, no, find out what your value is, find out what your worth is and charge it. Don't undercut yourself. Yes. I could be booked every day like Disney every day. I could do a wedding every day if I wanted to, if I didn't charge anything, but I would rather charge what I'm valued at and do less and truly, truly give that quality experience than kill myself trying to do, you know, 10 weddings a month to make the same amount of money. I'd rather do three to four events a, a month and be able to enjoy the rest of my time with my family and my friends. We're going to pivot for a moment. You were part of a book called Planners Unplugged. Would you ever consider writing your own book just on your own? I definitely want to. Um, I have a couple that I would love to um, manifest. Um, one, I would love to do a event planning book. So one I could teach. So I'm more of a, a, a level of that I could teach at you know a college level. Um, or you could pick up and just learn the, the business in general. I would love um, one of the next pieces I'm really working on. It's not going to be a full book, but it will definitely be something that you can download. And it's going to be um, to get your affairs in order, mainly because of everything I've had to deal between my mom and my dad. It really taught me to tighten up what I had planned and make sure that I was prepared. If something was to happen to me, what happens to my business? What happens to all of my beautiful things? Um, you know, what happens to my clients? All those things. I want to make sure that someone else, because us as entrepreneurs, we just, we don't save. Um, we're so we're, we're struggling so hard to survive that now we need to really start learning what that saving mechanism is and what those aftermath um, you know tools look like. So I'm hoping to be working on that. That's one of my next big platforms that I want to speak around the world on is to encourage um, small businesses to just get their get their affairs in order and prepare themselves. Um, and then, of course, I would love to I have a planning kit that I give all my clients. Um, I would like to uh, make it more basic. Right now, it's very localized, but I'd like to make it more basic and add some really cool um, astrologations and, you know, sell that as well. Um, so I've got some good ideas. And I've always been told that I should literally tell all the stories of all the crazies um, and fun stories of my life. Because God knows um, from people, you know, finding people sleeping underneath tables when you pick up linens because they're passed out to, you know, all kinds of fun stuff I could tell you. Um, it's never a dull moment in the event world. But yeah, I might have to retire a little bit before I uh, really start spilling the beans on some of the things that really happen at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've got a lot of great projects coming up. We hope, we hope. Um, you know, we're going to we're gonna kind of uh, shake the next um, year or two out, um, just kind of get through uh, back on a new normalcy, whatever that looks like without having my parents. So now it's just trying to figure out what that looks like um, for me and, you know, what, what the future holds. And then hopefully in the next few years, we'll kind of start some of these bigger projects and uh, we'll be able to crack some of those out. Maybe I'll be back on another podcast to talk about those. Yeah. Yeah. Always welcome. Always welcome. So I asked this last time and I'm curious if it's updated or changed, but what does living a creative life mean to you? You know, I think living a creative life is something that you 
the first part of the year, I do something called a vision board. I don't know if you've heard of those or if those listening have done one of those, but I recommend doing a vision board. It's where you kind of manifest all the things that you want to happen. I mean, you literally think of all of the most outrageous things you possibly could do. I mean, literally three years ago, I put Antarctica on because I want to go see every, I want to see all seven continents. And I was like, well, let's go with the hardest one first. Um, you know, I've already seen two. Um, I'm going to hit two this um, with this trip. And I'm like, so let's go ahead and hit the hardest. And lo and behold, it took, a, you know, because of the pandemic, it took me a couple extra years, but I'm going to Antarctica. Um, so, you know, be creative in what you manifest, you know, don't think small. I mean, you can, but I think, you know, dream big and find creative ways to create the magical memories along the way. Um, I think that's really what it's all about is, you know, creating a lifetime of, of memories that you can hold on to. I, there's not a hurts, you know, with a trailer behind it. So you might as well, you know, enjoy every single morsel of life has given to you instead of trying to collect all the things that you can't take with you. Excellent advice. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I look forward to hosting you again in the future. Um, any final words for our listeners before we sign off? Thank you so much for having um, for having me again. It, you know, it's always a pleasure. Um, I love being transparent, being open. I'm hoping it inspires someone else. Um, and truly, if you haven't already, please get your affairs in order. I appreciate that so much. Um, your family and friends will appreciate it. And make sure your parents are also um, set up because I tell you, grieving and trying to handle it at the same time is not easy. And I will tell you, um, if I did not have the amazing clients that I had this past year, um, friends and family that just pretty much held me together, I wouldn't have survived. So I am grateful for the co-authors in the book that I wrote with, um, for my members of the many associations I'm a part of, my students, my clients, you know, find your tribe um, and really, you know, hold hold tight to them because whenever something goes wrong, they're going to be the ones that are going to help hold you up. Excellent. Very wise words. Listeners, please check the show notes to learn more about Jennifer or to book her for events, any of your special events. Also, there's a link to a recipe that she provided the last time that she was on the show and it's very tasty, Mama Lloyd's onion ring. So if you're feeling like onion rings, definitely check that out. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Like the show? Have a question? Stop by the Facebook and Instagram pages. Links are in the show notes or search for creative piecemeal podcast on social media and click follow for all the latest.